Hey babes, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda and you are listening to Babes Getting By. Before we start today's episode, I have to tell you all about Anchor. Anchor is how I distribute my episodes to multiple platforms with ease. Life is hard enough and promoting, recording, and editing your podcast should be fun and simple. If you're wanting to start your own podcast, I highly suggest using this as your resource. If you're an avid listener, you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts, especially mine, for free through Anchor. So big thanks to Anchor for helping this babe get by a little easier. Now let's start the episode. today with two very special guests. Uh, This is very exciting for me. I've never had two people on the podcast before, so this is going to be a lot of fun. They are a couple, and I'm going to have them introduce themselves, and then we're going to get into some fun questions. Hey, everyone. I'm Shanna. And I'm Gabby. And we are 27 Travels. Um, That is just what we're known as on the interwebs. We are a lesbian travel couple based in Brooklyn, New York. And we basically just show what it's like to travel the world as a lesbian couple. We have um, a blog. We have YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us pretty much anywhere on social media as 27 Travels. And um, Gabby is actually a photographer and I'm a videographer. So a lot of our content is very visual, like photos, videos, things like that. And yeah, we're excited to be here. What a fun match. You guys are both just so artistic and creative. I feel like if I was with somebody like that and I was like being the boring one, I mean, how boring would that be? <laughs> it's so much you. fun. Sometimes because we're just that. a combo of creativity over here. But sometimes it's I like, know, it's it's like sometimes it's like a kind of like a bad thing because like we are, we're both so creative that like someone can't you know, do some of the other things. They're both like, no, we, I want to do this. No, I want to do that. So, Oh my gosh. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So I've got a list of questions. I want to start um, with your favorite place you've ever traveled because I am a, uh, what's the, like, I am a rookie to traveling. I did not fly until I was 20 and I've never even been out of the country. So give me your favorite place. And why? Oh, wow. And yeah. some recommendations of where I need to go. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so crazy that you are a travel rookie. I feel like you got to get out there more. It's really travel is just so rewarding. I know. I do. I'm very excited. I'm getting married in October. So I have a honeymoon to look forward to. Oh. And we're leaving the country. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, we definitely need to get more into travel yeah. big time. It's so nice. Traveling is honestly the best. And I mean, that brings me to your question. It is so hard. We always get this question and it is extremely hard for us to actually pick like a favorite place we've ever gone to. I mean, obviously we both have different opinions probably on where our favorite place is, but every single place we've traveled to is just so different and so amazing in its own way. But I guess for this, I'll say that I really loved when we went to Italy together. I just had an amazing time. I felt like so, so welcome there. And I just felt like it was really different from other places I traveled to before. And I mean, they have amazing food. And I mean, I'm a bit of a foodie. So I just loved eating all the pizza and pasta and just wine and everything. (laughs) I feel like that's going to be my biggest thing is where can we eat when we go new places? I'm like, we have to do the food research before anything of places to go to eat. Right? The food research is just so much fun. Yeah. And actually I'm vegan. So we always have to do research before we go anywhere because we have to like make sure I can like get something like a whatever place we're like choosing to go to. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're going to have to like pre go through the menu. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure. Luckily, like nowadays they like have apps and stuff that make it a lot easier. But yeah, like at the beginning of us dating, it was just more of like, you know, we did research online and then we would show up and just make sure that the menu like match what we saw online. Oh, that's true. Like if it doesn't, oh, that's kind yeah. of hard. But yeah, hopefully things are getting better. I always feel for people that have a specific way they eat, whether it's choice or allergy and wanting to just join in on all of the fun. But it's like, Sometimes there's not always options for everybody. I know here in Utah, we don't have hardly anywhere that's like just a vegan restaurant or has a lot of vegan options. So I want, is New York a little bit better with that? Yeah, I mean, but I would say it took time. Like I've been vegan for five years now. So like at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, it was like I had to like, 
kind of ask for certain things off of certain entrees to make it vegan, basically. But now pretty much any place we go to that like has a vegan option and like even traveling, like we've been to like so many countries and like so many different continents and things like that. And there were still vegan options pretty much everywhere, but it's definitely gotten better with time. Oh, that's really good. Okay. Did traveling ever test your relationship at first or has it always been like a pleasant experience when you guys travel together? Um, I ask this because I feel like in my past relationships, I would always come home from trips and I was just like about to rip their head off. And <laughs> the, first per- <laughs> the first person I enjoyed traveling with was my fiance because I don't know, we just, we travel the same. We like the same kind of structure with our traveling. We pack similar. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a huge test to a relationship if you guys can travel well together. No, yeah, we completely agree. Like that was actually one of the first things that we realized when we decided that we wanted to travel. Like we talked about travel on our first date because it's really important to us in like our like lives basically like we have a lot of friends Mm -hmm. and family who live abroad so we talked about travel right away but when we went on our first trip together we realized we like to travel the same way like exactly like what you were saying so we knew like instantly after that first trip which was to Arizona that we were like okay we need to do this more often because this is like so much fun but then what started to happen is when traveling became more of like part of our job Um, Of course, there's other stressors added on to it. Like, are we, you know, shooting good content? Are we doing what the brand wants? Are we, you know, like things like that. So when it became more of a job, I feel like there was added stress on top of it. But like we like always never let um, anything like that affect like our overall trip, because at the end of the day, like we're traveling for us. We're not traveling for any other reason. So Mm-hmm. Try and like move on from it and still like have an amazing time, which we always do. Yeah, I would never say that we've come home from a trip wanting to like bite each other's heads off. We're always like, damn, do we have to <laughs> like, every time? But I also feel like traveling together with like your partner in general, sometimes things go wrong, you know, like maybe like a flight is delayed or you're in the airport for 24 hours, like that has happened to us. And those can be kind of like high tension situations where you're like getting a little like snippy with each other, but we always like get through it. And then afterwards we like laugh about it. We always think like, wow, that was such a weird experience. Like it's funny now. (laughs) Yeah, that's really, that's a good thing that you guys can like laugh about it. That just shows that you kind of take on challenges the same way. I had always felt like when those little things, like you mentioned, go wrong, I was like trying to be super, super positive. And then other times, like whoever I was with was just like, it really got them down instead of just rolling with the punches. And that just like, I feel like it ruins the whole trip when people are like that. And my fiance is just totally like a roll with the punches kind of person. And it really makes traveling like so enjoyable. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's something that we've learned to do with traveling. And I mean, we're very gulf the flow people anyway. But I think when you kind of really plan something out, and then like, literally nothing goes to plan, but you still have an amazing time. Like that's happened to us so many times on trips where like, we've planned things out and literally nothing has worked out, but we still had so much fun. So we're like, yeah, you know, like, we just are gonna see what happens. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Okay. So kind of bouncing from travel to sexuality, how old were each of you when you came out? And do you guys feel comfortable with a label? I know you said a lesbian couple traveling uh, brand, but are you guys comfortable with a certain label? Yeah, I mean, I would say I came out when I was 19 and I'm 29 now. So I've been out for 10 years and just like everyone, it was definitely a process. Like I grew up in the suburbs on Long Island, which if anyone's not familiar, it's like a suburb of New York City. And even though New York City is a very accepting place, like Long Island isn't necessarily, of course, there's like pockets of acceptance everywhere. But um, at least when I was growing up, I didn't feel entirely accepted there. Um, But in terms of label, yeah, I, I label myself as lesbian. I feel like I'm a lesbian. And as of right now, that's my label. Of course, you know, who knows what will happen in the future, but that is my label currently. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, Gabby, definitely identify as like she, her. And I came out when I was, I feel like it was like around 19 or 20. It's like one of those things where I never thought about what age I was coming out. So now when people ask that, I'm like, how old was I? And I always get a little like, <laughs> confused about it, but definitely a little older where I was already in college when I came out. 
Um, yeah. I'm sorry, not the other okay. part of your question. I'm trying to think of what it was. About how do you identify? Oh, yeah. And I identify as lesbian. I mean, sometimes I also interchangeably identify as queer, but definitely I think lesbian is the label that fits me the best. Okay. I love that. I love the word queer so much because I've said this before, but um, I, I think it's hilarious when somebody asks you, especially somebody that's straight asks you what your sexuality is and you say queer because it's so, it makes them so confused. And I think it's so punk because they, you can't, they don't comprehend what that means exactly. And it's like more of an umbrella term. And I, I love it. I love the word queer so much. Yeah, I totally relate to that. It's definitely one of those terms that now that it's been around a little bit longer, I really like embracing that term like in certain situations, but also like I do identify as a lesbian. I just think queer can be a little bit more vague and depending on who you're talking about, sometimes it's an easier way to define yourself than to be super specific depending on the situation you're in. Yes, exactly. Okay, you guys are on social media a lot. Um, it's your that is your guys's career, right? Do you guys have other jobs besides like a social media platform? Um, job? Yeah, so I would say like it's like when we started Twenty Seven Travels, we like didn't even know you can make money off of like social media or, or Instagram. Like we started our Instagram in twenty sixteen, so like back then, like. I don't know if anyone was making money off Instagram. And if they were, I didn't know anyone who was. But um, so it, it never started out that way. So we actually had other jobs. Like Gabby is a photographer and I'm a videographer. And we did that on a freelance basis. Um, and then actually last year, right before the pandemic, we started our own production company where we just basically create um, content for clients, whether it's like photos or videos for like brands, um, companies, things like that. So that is kind of like mixed in with our social media stuff. But um, obviously, because of the pandemic, a lot of like our stuff that we normally do for our production company, which is called Industry 27, um, is not going ahead because we do a lot of filming and photo shoots, which um, cannot happen right now, obviously. So we've been doing a lot more of our social media slash 27 Travels um stuff this year but yeah we kind of are content creators in all aspects of our lives but like we kind of split it into different things okay so what helps you both stay positive about posting on social media and do you find it hard to keep up with having good content on all of your platforms I mean, I would say that for us, like we have always been like very visual people. Like we've like Gabby's been a photographer since even before high school. And like I was I taught myself how to video edit when I was in high school. So that kind of stuff has always been a part of our lives. So I feel like for us, it doesn't ever feel like um, like super draining to do that kind of stuff. I would just say that at like the more I don't know, I guess like successful you become on social media the more pressure that maybe you put on yourself like comparing yourself to you know other people or other brands or things like that and I feel like it's more of like you putting pressure on yourself to like be better which isn't always bad thing but I think like for us it's never like oh we are not sure about the content we're creating because I feel like we're very creative people like we said earlier it's always more about Mm -hmm. like is the stuff that we like good enough or are we growing or like is this the best work we can put out things like that yeah I mean I would also say like staying positive like in terms of staying positive on social media we really enjoy what we do I mean we like creating content we like have fun posting both of us like in real life have made friends through Instagram and other social media sites as well. So for us, I think like we do get a good amount of joy out of it, making it easier for us to just like be ourselves, be on social media, be representing and be authentic, like on our social media profiles. Yeah. And I think that like, um, we're not 100%, you know, like positive only all the time. Like if we have a bad experience, like we'll talk about that, like in a YouTube video or in like a caption, or if we're having a down day, like we try and mention that in our stories and stuff, because we don't think that you should be like 100% positive all the time. I mean, that's just not realistic to real life. That's awesome that you guys keep it super authentic like that because um, I don't know. I see a lot of accounts that are almost just pushing positivity a little bit like down your throat where it's like when you're not feeling that way, it's really hard to look at and it's not relatable. Yeah, definitely. And where you guys, yeah, where you guys are um, – like so open and proud of your sexuality and being together. I think that's really great that you are sticking to that and you're not um, 
worrying about that affecting your brand. It's more of like what in, like embodies your brand. And that makes me super happy, especially like not being out for a long time. And for a while I was definitely nervous about posting with my girlfriend and things like that. So finding accounts like your guys's, it's like hugely impactful and makes me super happy. Oh, so, that's so nice. thanks for I mean, putting that out. Really like that's kind of why we are in the position we're in today because like when we like I said, when we started our account, we had no intention of you know, being, you know, representation for people in the travel industry. Like we just wanted to post about our trips. And then we started getting messages about like, oh, like you, we saw you traveled here. Like, what was it like as a same sex couple and things like that? And we're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, like maybe there really isn't a lot of information out there. So then we just kind of started to like post more about it and kind of like tailor what we were doing more towards that. But like, yeah, I mean, it makes us happy that you have found us in that way and that it's helpful to you because that is what we do. Yeah. I mean, I would also say that like in terms of you posting things, like just post what you feel comfortable with. Don't put pressure on yourself. Like post the things that bring you joy or don't depending on like what you feel like sharing or not sharing. Yeah. I do think there is a fine line with being happy with what you post and uh, being authentic and then also oversharing. I have always had a tendency to overshare and sometimes I feel like it can affect your relationship in a negative way if you're always putting everything out there of your relationship nothing really stays private and personal so how do you I mean how do you guys kind of balance that I like I, I really just that question just came in my head because people probably feel very close and connected with your relationship and probably a little attached to your relationship so how do you balance posting about that kind of stuff? I mean, that that's a great question. I feel like um, a lot of what you see on social media is like, you know, a very small portion of our lives. Like even though we show a lot, like we have, you know, YouTube, which we show, you know, more of our daily life on there as well as like our trips. But then on Instagram, it's more of our photos and things like that. But you're really only seeing like a really small portion of our life. Like we um, did, we like daily vlogged basically on YouTube all throughout December. And like, I would say like each video was about 15, 20 minutes long, but you're only seeing 15 to 20 minutes of our 24 hour day. So if you think about it that way, yeah. that's like a really small percentage of our entire day. And of course there were things that we edited out that we filmed and things like that. But it's your even though it feels like a lot because like every time we're we do something exciting we're like oh like should we post about this or oh should we tell everyone what we're doing or this is exciting like things like that it's really not as much of a burden I guess as you would think just because we're not really sharing every single thing yeah and I mean there are also times where we do something and we're just like oh we're not going to post about this like this is a moment just for us or like this is a moment with our family or like there's certain aspects of our life where we're not like putting stuff on our stories. We're just like having that moment like to ourselves in our own private lives, more or less. Yeah. Like for example, like um, tomorrow we're actually going on a little staycation because our five-year anniversary is on Wednesday. So um, we like already made the decision that like, of course we're going to talk about where we're going, but like normally if we're going somewhere new, like we would make an entire YouTube video about that place. We would like look up all the places to go and make sure we're giving like really good travel tips and things like that. But because we're going for our anniversary, we kind of don't really want to like work, I guess in that sense. So we're just going to like be like really chill about it, like not put any pressure on ourselves. And if we feel like sharing, we will, if not, then we won't. That's good that you guys talk about it beforehand too, because I what just came into my head, what I was kind of thinking is there's probably a fine line of like putting things on there that you're wanting to document a memory. And then also you're wanting to keep things kind of private and just be in the moment. Um, because when you have a, I don't have like a following obviously. So I'm sure like somebody that has a big following, you probably are when you put it out there, it's more like you're posting on your brand and not necessarily like wanting to put something out there to keep the memory alive. Uh, I don't know. I would say like for us, it's like a combination of both. Like um, when we post something, like we're really posting it to like, sh because we're sharing our lives with people because like for the most part, like, yeah, we're, we, we, we talk about travel, but like people still relate to us as like human beings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're like, oh, 
Like today I, you know, was feeling anxious about this. Like that has nothing to do with travel, but people are relating to us on like a human level that, you know, okay, I relate yeah. to this anxiety. Like, thank you for, you know, talking about that, like whatever it is. So I don't know. I kind of feel like there are certain things that we post because we know that like it's important to share, but like a lot of like what we do, especially on our YouTube channel is really is for our memories because we're going to be able to go back on those videos like years from now and know exactly what our trip to Africa was like, or, you know, know exactly what our trip to Costa Rica was like, for example. And like, even though, yeah, we took photos and, you know, we have all the memories in our head, like we'll be able to actually physically see it. And like that I think is really cool. Yeah. And I also think that like Shanna and I, like as a videographer and a photographer, we always have this desire to document everything. Like even before our Instagram, I mean, our Instagram Mm -hmm. only started because we had so many photos and videos just that we were enjoying taking together that we literally had nowhere to put it. So we're like, we're going to put it on an Instagram. And at the time we like hit it from everything. I was like embarrassed that my brother would find it. I remember I was like, oh, my brother, he can't find this. And then everybody found it. And then turned into what it is today. But it's funny because that was that was basically born out of us wanting to document things. So I think it's just like we naturally kind of like do that and we document things when we travel. And it is nice for us to kind of look back at it. I I always have thought about that when I watch uh, vlogs, like vacation vlogs, that when you re- look back on a vacation or you remember back to a vacation, you can look through pictures and whatnot and talk about it. But seeing an actual video of your trip, I would, that is like the coolest memory ever to look back on. And you guys can, and I think when I look back on things, sometimes I remember them a little differently from what they were just because I have like the worst memory (laughs) ever, but, but it'd be really cool to look back on video. So that's awesome. You guys have the talent to be able to make something that you can I mean, look back on for forever. Yeah, I mean, I really think anyone can do it. I think like for us, like especially me as a videographer, it's just really is like a passion of mine. Like I love, you know, being able to film things and then edit it in the way that I like to be able to tell the kind of story that I like. But like, even if you just wanted to do it for fun, like you could just film stuff on your phone and like you don't even have to edit it. And then you just like remember, you can go back on your camera roll and like kind of like you know, like reminisce on what it's like. But yeah, I mean, for us, it's just that is how we have fun. Like even before we had our Instagram account, we would just go walk around and take photos of each other. Like Gabby had a film camera. She still has one now, but like we used to just like walk around and like take photos and like film stuff for fun. So it's nice now to be able to do that and for it to be part of our job. Oh, that's super cute. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to ask too, I just like, thought of this also where does the name 27 travels come from (laughs) so we get asked that a lot a lot of people as like think it has to do with like our age which currently gabby is 27 but no it's not the age it's like some people are like oh like have you been to 27 countries no actually 27 is our anniversary which is on the 27th of january so like we said in like two days from when when we're recording this i don't know when this is going to go up but Um, so the number 27 has always meant a lot to us because it's our anniversary. Like we always incorporated it in a lot of things. Like we both have like rings with like the number 27 on it and like stuff like that. So it's always been like a really special number to us. And then when we started, um, our Instagram account, we're like, oh, we'll just call it 27 travels. Cause it's like us traveling. It was like so basic (laughs) back then. Like now (laughs) I'm sure we could have thought of a way cooler name, but that's what we thought of in 2016. Yeah. And it's so no yeah it's so funny I actually posted something to our Instagram stories today being like it's our anniversary this week like who can guess what day our anniversary is and like a few people got it right but also a few people got it wrong and I was just like it's the 27th (laughs) I saw that and you're like don't think too hard about it and I'm like I'm not even gonna guess then because I'm gonna say something so off or and it's probably like staring me right in the face. Uh, it was. It, it was literally it's kind of funny too, though, because it does give people kind of like something to always like ask us, you know, like if they're like if we're just meeting them for the first time or if they know us only through like our Instagram but haven't really been following for that long, they always ask us that question. So it's kind of fun. It's like a nice little icebreaker. Yeah, totally. And it's funny when you say like, Oh, it's our anniversary. Then it like clicks. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That's so cute. But when you like don't think of 
like you're thinking of all these different things. All of the things you mentioned were things that I had thought of. Already, <laughs> or I was like, well, maybe they made like maybe they made a list of the 27 places they want to go or something. I was like, I don't know. That's cute. I it's it's very cute. The 27 travels, it flows. Mm-hmm. I like it. So you didn't need to think of anything. <laughs> yeah, it was just it's super perfect. spontaneous, let me tell you. And when my brother did find out, he was like, So are you guys gonna go to 27 places and then stop? I was like no (laughs) you're like we would be done in a year what are you talking about oh that's awesome okay so kind of bouncing back to a sexuality topic um what is some advice that you guys would have to somebody that's wanting to come out but is maybe having a hard time um I mean I would say that like coming out is always like a hard process and there's like so many different things that can happen and so many different ways you can do it. But I always say that you should only come out when the moment like feels right for you. Like I think everyone is going to have different moments or different times in their life where they feel like, Oh, you know, like this feels right to me right now, or this moment doesn't feel right or whatever. Like I know for me, like it took me a a really long time to figure out that I was actually gay because Um, back when I was growing up, there really wasn't a lot of representation in the media. Um, there really wasn't social media back then, but like in the media on TV shows and movies, like there really wasn't a lot of representation for, um, like feminine lesbians back then. So I didn't have any idea that I was gay because there was no one that really looked like me. But I think nowadays it's a lot easier with, with representation. Like for example, like Jojo Siwa came out like, um, over the weekend, Yes, and I was I just going to say like, that. So like, amazing. So Even happy. if she doesn't have a like a, a, a label, like she's just saying she's a member of the LGBTQ community. And I think that is like going to be, be helpful to so many young um, kids who are who like grew up with her, basically, yes. because um, she is the kind of role model that kids need, like someone who like they grew up with. They can relate to her. They already like her. And like she's like, hey, this I just love people. And that is me. And I think like that is so awesome but yeah like I don't know I just think that like when I was growing up there really wasn't a lot of representation so it's kind of took me a while to like figure things out but I think that everyone will come out in their own time and like always like maybe tell the people who like you really trust first like for me I know when I first came out Mm -hmm. like I told my best friend like immediately because I knew that no matter what, like she would support me. And I feel like that to me was helpful, at least having like one person who I knew would like be in my corner. I think when it comes to coming out, it's different for everyone and it's always really hard. And I think that you just need to give yourself like my advice would be that if you are thinking about coming out, you should give yourself the time and the space that you need to do it in your own way. Like try not to pressure yourself. I know I like knew I needed to come out and I was putting so much pressure on myself to do it and to do it at the right time and for it to be the right moment that I was like so anxious and stressed out in my mind at that time in my life and like depressed too because it was just so much pressure on me. So I think my advice would be like, you can do things in your own way, do whatever feels right to you and like do it when you're ready. Like if you're not ready, that's okay. It doesn't make you any less valid or anything like that. So yeah. That's huge to have patience with yourself. I definitely, I, I, I did come out in my own time, I think, but there was always that internal struggle of, okay, hurry and do it, hurry and be ready. And just knowing that coming out in your own time is huge. And when you do come out, it's not, you're not asking permission. You're just saying who you are and just know that, you know, even if you don't get like the best response or not everyone understands that at least you're being true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's so important. Big time. I know when I came out, it was kind of a mixed response with my family. I have a very, very supportive family, but um, I came out as bisexual when I like, how old was I? I I mean, I think I was Mm -hmm. barely 25 And I'm almost 26 now. And so, or I was almost 25. And I mean, I was married to a man at like 20 and then divorced. And so everyone was so, so confused um, because I'm very feminine and I had always dated men. And so I was more worried about what people would think or they wouldn't believe me um, than being true to myself. And so, yeah, I would definitely tell anybody that, 
just don't go into it asking people's permission because they're going to think what they want. But as long as you're happy, yeah, with you, absolutely, that's, that's that so matters. important. And honestly, you should be so proud of yourself because it is so hard to come out in general. It's like it's extremely difficult, no matter what your situation is. And I, I think there are a lot of people out there that come out even like a little later in life or in their mid twenties and have been in other relationships and just realize like, oh, this is not for me, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think in society, especially for women, I think that there's just this stigma that, you know, men aren't supposed to satisfy you and you just need to get okay with that or they're not going to emotionally connect with you as well. And so I, I can't imagine somebody like being lesbian and only attracted to women growing up. They probably thought that that was completely normal, that it just wasn't clicking with men. And I did have the connection with men, but I had the same connection with women. And so I always thought all women thought that, or all women felt that because girls are told that you click easy and you, you know, I just thought maybe I wanted to be certain girls or whatever. And it's, it's really weird looking back on growing up all of the signs that were there. Um, and you're like, Oh, I totally like knew this. So like, as a, like as a teenager, but it doesn't click until you're older because of how much society kind of tells you. Yeah, I mean, totally agree with you. And it's like so crazy because even me looking back, I'm like, there were so many signs. Like people tell stories and I'm like, oh my God, the fact that it never clicked for me. But I feel like it always has to do with representation. Like it comes down to that and it comes down to just like a lack of representation, like kind of what Shanna was talking about before, just like in in society one and in um media you don't see it especially i feel like when all of us were kids you don't see it at all and nowadays i think with social media it's a little bit better because you can find someone online who's bisexual to look up to that expresses their feelings and things they went through or someone who's lesbian and is doing things in the world and you can be like oh that person is like me like whatever you identify as yeah who were your guys's like first queer representation that you remember that you like related for me to? I feel like um the one thing I remember doing like when I first came out like maybe I wasn't even like out to like anyone at this point but I remember like going on YouTube and finding like lesbian YouTubers who were more feminine so like they like kind of more identified with what I identified with and that's kind of how I figured out that I was um a lesbian actually because I didn't know that like lesbians could look like how I wanted to look and still be a lesbian. So it took me like, like till I went on YouTube and started like finding some YouTubers who like looked like me and were interested in the same things I was interested in. I was like, oh my God, like this is me. And then kind of like after that, like I tried to branch out and watch some like queer TV shows that were on back then. Like I remember I watched like um, the real L word. So it was like real lesbian. It was like a reality show, but it was like real lesbians in like LA. And they would like talk about like, you know, what is a lesbian? Yeah, it was on like, I don't know. I guess like in the early 2000s probably, but like it was like a reality show. And it like, that was the first like show I remember like secretly watching in my room. Right. Okay, oh my god. I feel like it needs to, like I feel like it would do so well now, like especially on streaming. Like it would be amazing. They should really, really pick that up. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's do a petition Agree. to get that review that I'd say. <laughs> yeah, for me, I at the time I didn't know that this was my first like lesbian representation, but I would always like sneak into my basement and watch But I'm a cheerleader on Logo TV. And back then I would be like, I just really love this movie. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was my first real representation. Like, no wonder I loved that movie. But yeah. Oh my gosh, cute. Yeah, I think I mean, there's probably I mean I watched Degrassi a lot and that kind of showed me a lot of different representation for like a lot of different people. But I think the first time that I had somebody like be openly bisexual and was proud and talked about it was Callie on Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah. And I, I yeah, just I loved her. That. And yeah, I remember she like she's drunk in a bar or something and she's like, it's LGBTQ <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> she's like, I'm the B. I was like, that's so cute. But yeah, I'm hoping like this next generation is getting a lot more representation. And I think that 
it's awesome like having YouTube as a resource because I did I actually did a lot of uh like queer YouTube research myself when I was questioning um and just finding a lot of people that were in uh women loving women relationships and they could be like both them or just one of them be like a little more feminine. I was like, okay, so you, yeah, you look like me, you have the same like interests as me, but you do like women and that's huge. And I love that now it's very easy to go and find that. Definitely when we were growing up, it's not like, you're not going to go downstairs on like the family right. computer and type in. <laughs> there were no quizzes Exactly. But you know, that's terrifying because you're like, oh crap, my parents are coming home. But but now I think it's so much easier. And yeah, like, I'm so glad you brought up Jojo Siwa because I literally have been so happy about that. And I just think it's incredible. I mean, she's still working with Nickelodeon. So she's going to be touring and stuff. And there's going to be young kids be able to like, look up to her on a stage and be like, wow, like, you can be queer and you are just you're happy and you're living your yeah, life. Exactly. And I feel like that is thing. like, the like like question that my family kind of always like brought up is like oh well like I didn't want you to have a hard life or I didn't want you to you know any different than anyone else and it's like I feel like that they don't realize that like by being anything other than what we are like we're living this like weird life that's not us so I feel like yeah it is so amazing that like kids will be able to look up to Jojo Siwa and be like I could be like a performer, I could be like literally anything I want to be and be happy and be successful. And I feel like that is something that isn't really like really talks about when it comes to the LGBTQ community. Like everyone always talks about like how hard it is because it is hard, but there's also like at the end of it, like all of us are still successful in most of us in help like healthy relationships and just like living our truth and being happy. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she's doing big, big things by being herself. Like, it's huge. And I, I mean, I knew of Jojo Siwa, but I feel like now it's like, everyone, she has like, a huge fan base from young to like, older, because she's not really, you know, like, our entertainer, but I'm like, I'm like, what about? Do I gotta go buy some? Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, gonna go to Target and buy like a JoJo Siwa bow. Should I support? <laughs> support. I also think it's yeah, cool of her. Exactly. I'm like, am I wearing a big yes, JoJo Siwa right? bow? Exactly. Next year? She better be so, at Pride. Like, I was gonna say, I also think it's super cool of her to not pick a label, like to come out but not pick a label. I think that's something that is really awesome of her because there's not a label doesn't always fit everybody in our community, and there's some people that don't want to live by a label. They don't feel comfortable labeling themselves, but they just want people to know that they're part of the community. And I think that that's equally valid. And I also love that because when I was struggling a little bit to come out, I, I'm glad that I found the bisexual label and that it makes me really happy and liberated. But at the same time, I, I fell so deeply in love with my girlfriend that I was like, I've never felt this way about a guy. So maybe I am a lesbian. And then I was like, Oh, well, I got to decide bi or lesbian, like hurry and pick. But it's like, if you just take that pressure off to like not have a label. And when I first had told my parents that Brown and I were dating, I just said, you know, I'm dating a woman. I didn't tell them, Hey, I'm bisexual or anything because you, it comes with like figuring out and I could have just not chosen a label at all. Right. And I love that. She's just like, I'm here and, you know, whoever I date is whoever I date and that makes me me. And I, yeah, like you said, like she, she's here. She just loves people. And I think that's yeah, really super awesome. awesome. I mean, like, yeah, same for me. Like I, like when I found the lesbian label, like I felt like I finally belonged. Whereas like for a majority of my life, I felt like I didn't mm-hmm. fit in anywhere, but like, I definitely also feel like there's people who relate to me. And there's people who don't relate to me. Like, like there are definitely people who change their label constantly, which is totally fine. Or people who feel like the label that they originally said doesn't fit anymore. And like, all of that is totally fine. So I think it's just normal to kind of like normalize all aspects of labels and non-labels in our community. That makes me think of, I don't know. Yes, you the YouTuber. I, I used to follow her YouTuber. like back in the day. Yeah. So I, re- I don't know if it's her coming out video. I don't think it is. But I remember in one of her videos, um, she just said that she personally identifies as a lesbian, but 
she does she's never going to consider that a, per, a permanent label and if it changes it changes but she's just she's open to it and she's like I'm done shaming myself for not feeling a certain way and I could wake up tomorrow and change my mind but this is how I feel today I was like that yeah, is Yeah, I think that awesome. that is so cool. Like I think that you know, in this day and age, I think people need to realize that like, it's okay to like, switch up your label if you are feeling like maybe it doesn't fit you. And I feel like when we were growing up, there was kind of a lot of pressure to put a label on it. Because otherwise, people like didn't understand, like if you didn't label yourself as one of the letters, like people wouldn't really understand Mm -hmm. what you were like anything. So I feel like nowadays, kind of everyone understands it, whether or not they agree or is a whole nother issue. But I think at least everyone understands it. So I feel like nowadays you don't have to necessarily put a label on it for people to understand who you are. And hopefully it just keeps getting better. Exactly. And better. I still progress in the air. Hoping. <laughs> okay. So you guys are together. You guys live together and work together. What do you guys do when you need? Well, we actually are lucky that in our New York City apartment, we actually have like four rooms. Like we have like a railroad style apartment. I don't know if you know what that is, but basically it's like, it's like you walk in and then like, it's a, it's like a whole, a huge long hallway, but it's like all of our rooms are attached to that like hallway. Basically it's just like, we like you walk in our kitchen and you walk through and we're in our office and then you're in our living room and then in our bedroom. So we actually have like a decent amount of space. Just the layout is like really funky, but um, it, it, it's helpful for us when we need alone time or okay. when we need to work on like separate projects or something because we can like be in separate rooms and like not be on top of each other. Um, things like that. Yeah, like today, Shanna was editing like videos all day. So I was like, I don't edit the videos. So I was in another room like editing photos. And then like, she was like doing other stuff on her phone. And then I took like a call. So like, we were just doing totally different stuff in the same house all day. So you guys give each other that like, freedom and space to kind of uh, work and be creative in your own time away from each other. Um, I think that's a huge thing. And I don't, I don't know if it's like, a stigma with uh, lesbian couples, but like needing to be together. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that's definitely a stigma. Um, and I feel like Gabby and I are together a lot, but, <laughs> but um, we like being together. Like being so together. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know. I think that's like another thing with yeah. being in like a woman loving woman, like, like relationship, especially when you have a lot of the same interests. Like if Gabby wants to go do her nails, like I want to do my nails too. Or like, to like, if I want to go like run errands at <laughs> yeah. Target, like she wants to run errands at Target too. Like we just are have similar interests. So we just like naturally want to do the same stuff where I feel like maybe like if you're not interested in some of the same things, no matter like what kind of like relationship you're in, like maybe you don't want to do those things. Like a lot of my straight friends, like their boyfriends, like, you know, want to go do something with sports and they're like, I don't like sports. So they like naturally just don't want to do the same things, but we definitely want to do all the same things. <laughs> And that's funny you say, like, but we like to be together. That is exactly how my girlfriend and I are. Like, I try to wind down for bed a lot earlier because I have horrible insomnia. So I try to, like, get in bed and get, like, really comfy and, like, unwind (laughs) way before I know I'm going to fall asleep. And she likes to sit out in the living room and watch the show (laughs) or whatever. But she will show you when we're, like, 15 feet away. (laughs) yeah I'm like I don't care we can be obsessed with each other I think yeah, people are just exactly. and what works for one relationship doesn't work for another so I feel like you just should do what makes you feel good in your relationship and like in our case like we try not to really worry about like oh but they do that in their relationship because if we like being together we don't want to be shamed into not yeah. spending time together or vice versa you should just do whatever feels right I also feel like, like in the pandemic, like everyone has kind of like realized that like, you know, spending like you, you need to spend more time with your partner. Like Gabby and I have been working from home together for the last like three years. So like we were already used to like all that stuff. But I feel like a lot of people, like especially our friends who had to like live and work with their partner, like, oh my God, I can't take this person. They're doing doing that. And we're like, oh, it just takes time. You'll (laughs) figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. And just knowing, like, I mean, you really get to know somebody when you're together, like, 
all day and all night and like little things that you'll do and you're like oh yeah I remember (laughs) last time I did this they glared at me so I'm gonna maybe not do that (laughs) yeah yeah I've had a hard time at the beginning because we wanted to be get together all of the time and I kind of had to reteach myself the difference between enjoying spending time and doing activities together all the time yeah and like codependency because I had been codependent on other relationships before, but that didn't mean that we enjoyed or were always together. I just felt like I couldn't do things without them. And I totally feel like I can do whatever without Brie. But yeah, I definitely am like, I'm not going to shame myself for enjoying her company. That's a positive Especially, thing, like, you know? I mean, like, for us, we've almost been together for five okay. years. Like, the fact that we still want to spend, like, 24-7 together after that is, like, well, we must be doing something, right? <laughs> Brie and I have only been together a little over a year. And so, I mean, who knows if, like, our patterns will change as the years come. But I'm hoping – I see it going like that. And so I'm hoping that it stays that way because – like you guys have similar interests. Brie and I are pretty similar too. I mean, our hobbies aren't like as cool. I mean, that's also like our hobby. <laughs> but <laughs> it's still a really good time. So, okay. So, what is the best advice you can give for a happy and Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like this is pretty basic, but my advice is. Um, definitely communicate to each other really well. Like two different people need different things. Like even like in our case, like our love languages are definitely different. Like I like physical touch and Shanna likes quality time. So things like that, like knowing those things about your partner, like openly communicating and knowing what they need and what they don't need and them knowing what you need and what you Mm -hmm. don't need so you can give each other what you actually need in your life definitely helps. And I think that that's all part of communicating together. Yeah, and I also think that like – there's like this like stigma that like, oh, like if you don't fight, then like you're like a great couple. And I don't personally think that that is true. I think that like all couples fight or argue or disagree or whatever. But like it's about how you like handle that situation and how you deal with it that like decides, um, you know, for either one of you, like if you're going, if that's a good relationship. So I feel like, like we hear all the time, like, oh yeah, me and my blah, 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 never fight and stuff. But it's like, sometimes maybe if you're not fighting, then maybe you're not expressing your true feelings or maybe you're not close enough to tell them, you know, certain things. So I think that like, it's totally fine if you fight, if you argue, if you disagree, it's just, you have to handle it in the proper way and everything will hopefully work itself out. Yeah. I like how you say that because uh, Brie and I never really fought. And then, you know, the closer we got and then we started date, like seriously dating, uh, we would have disagreements and little arguments here and there, obviously. And I kind of realized that the only reason why we were fighting was because we were comfortable enough to tell each other when we didn't like something that was going on. And she had told me in her past relationships, it her sight, her fights were always one sided because the person would be expressing to them and she just didn't care or she wasn't comfortable enough explaining her feelings back that yeah. it would just the fight would stop exactly. because she just didn't want it to carry on. And she said, You're the yeah, she's like, You're the first person to like actually pull the emotions out of me. And I think that's kind of when we realized that we were like the real deal with each other because I, I'm pretty good at telling people like when I'm anxious or whatnot, but I have a hard time telling people when they've Mm -hmm. hurt my feelings because I never want anyone to feel bad. But with Brie, she was taking the criticism or I mean, not really even criticism, just like me explaining the situation so well that I was very comfortable afterward. And I was like, and it, I was co- more confident in our relationship after the fight. And I was like, oh, is <laughs> actually going to try and fix it? Like, what? Like, that happens? So it was really, it was really cool. So I like that you say that because it does show a lot about our relationship when people are like, oh, yeah, we never fight. Yeah. It's like, what aren't you telling each other then? Because... <laughs> You can't come from two completely different backgrounds and be completely different people with different views and likes and dislikes and live in complete right, exactly. and total harmony, no matter how much you love each other. That's just, 
so yeah, that's just not realistic, but yeah, it's, it very much shows how comfortable and yeah, definitely. honest you want to be with your partner. Okay. Well, any last advice to, I want advice for myself, um, with posting on Instagram and, um, like content ideas since you guys are, that's basically like your creative is your job. So what is something that you could advise me on what is the best to post on Instagram and what I mean I would say that like first of all always be true to yourself like make sure you're only ever posting things that like you want to post that you want to share that you want to create but I also think like um nowadays like a lot of people want to have a social media following they want to get followers on Instagram and TikTok and whatever but I think it's also like things take time like of course you can go viral and you know get a bunch of followers or something could blow up. But I think like for us, like our best advice is just like keep working at it and keep growing and perfecting what you want to put out there. Like we started our Instagram account in 2016 and we have however many followers we have now, well, like 30, 35,000 followers on Instagram and like more on other platforms. But like it took time for us to get there. And I feel like a lot of people kind of think like, oh, it's like an instant thing. Like I'm posting these photos and I'm following all these rules that people say, like, why am I not, you know, getting followers? Why are people not liking my content? But I think it really just takes time and you have to kind of keep working at it. Yeah. And in terms of like content, I mean, just how I always say, like, have fun with it, like get inspiration, like follow people who you like, get inspiration from them and like, just get inspired, like play around with it, play around with video, play around with photo and just post things that you like. Yeah, I really like that. I I try to always just post what I think will make me happy. Um, and there was definitely times where I like, was thinking like, I, how am I going to get more followers? And then I was like, but if it's just a bunch of random people following me just for my number, it's not going to mean as much to me as when people find me and they're like, wow, I relate to this. Or they listen to my podcast and they're like, wow, that's really cool that she's talking about this. And so I definitely don't, I don't worry so much about like the followers or anything like that. I just want when somebody yeah. sees that yeah. I Yeah, and I think Instagram, that, like, like posting content happy. that, like, it could be valuable to someone else. Like, for example, like, a lot of people come to us when they have questions about what it's like to travel as a same-sex couple. And, like, maybe sometimes we want to talk about, I don't know, how blue the water is or, like, something like that. But, like, a lot of the stuff that, yeah. like, does well for us and that people really relate to is stuff that they – that has value that they can take and apply to their life or they can learn something from or things like that. Like even just like we made a video on reels the other day that was like um, couples poses for couples who are the same height, for example. And that's, and that's because like a lot of times we get inspiration from couples to do like a certain pose who are like a guy and a girl. And then we try and do it. And (laughs) we literally look insane. Like we look crazy doing it. So we were like, you know, maybe someone who is in a relationship where no matter what gender they are, they're maybe they could, you know, take some advice from this. And people seem to really like it. So I also think it's like if you're providing value, then the people who follow you are going to really enjoy that because they're going to learn something. Yeah. And I mean, it's really those personal connections, like what you're saying, what you were saying before. It's like you want the people that are following you to actually care and be interested in what you have to say and relate to you. And it's like those personal connections that really matter. Like when we get a message from someone, like we read all of our messages, we actually care about that stuff. We make sure that we respond to everyone. It's like, so that's part of like why you post certain things too. Yeah. And like engaging with other people, like no one is going to care about your stuff if you don't care about their stuff. Like you have to be dedicated to like being like, you know, like for us, it's like, we just like, photos and videos and LGBTQ community. And that's pretty much what we do on Instagram. We love travel. We love all these things. And we love other people who love those things. So we're always like commenting on their stuff or hyping them up or whatever, because we genuinely like, like their stuff and we like the same things as they do. So I think also like building those connections with other people, engaging with other people, like making friends is like just like an awesome way. Cause like social media isn't just about the number of followers you have. Like we have so many friends from all over the world from even new friends that live in our own city that we would have never met if not for social media. Like for us, like that's our, that's why we love social media because of all the friends that we've 
met and made who we can relate to on a whole different level. Yeah, that's what I was kind of trying to change my view of like followers instead of it saying followers thinking it said friends and I'm like I want to be able to look and see when somebody follows me like like oh yeah I could be their friend and it have and have it be a very mutual um like we like the same things and that's why they like what I post and that's why they followed me and with the podcast like when I'm like reaching out to new people it's because you know, like with you guys, I saw your page and I was like, oh my gosh, like that, first of all, it's a queer couple and that makes me so happy because I love seeing other queer couples. And then, you know, you're traveling and you're doing all of these things just as a queer couple and not, I mean, when I was worried about coming out, I was worried about like holding Bree's hand at the grocery store and you guys are just going around the world together. And I'm like, that is so empowering and awesome. So yeah, it definitely makes sense to like find people that you engage in that you guys have similar interests. And then once you're putting in time and effort into somebody else and like, yeah, like you said, hyping them up and making them feel good. That's when they yeah, definitely. That I mean, exactly. Like it's, it's friendship. all about like building those connections. I mean, social media, like, of course, can be a place where you know, people are anonymous and like saying hateful things. But like for us, we've we've really only ever had like really good experiences with yeah. it. Like some of our absolute like best friends, like we've met through social media and like we would have never met them otherwise. Like there would have been no other way for us to meet besides that. So like it's just like for us, we always th- say that it's like a really amazing place to like meet people, especially for our community. I feel like it's sometimes it's hard to find other members of the LGBTQ community, like in your town or in your state or whatever. And like for us, like luckily we live in New York yeah. city. So that was not an issue for us, but like, you know, we know so many people who are there, like there is no other queer person, like in my town. Like I don't know anyone who like is a member of the LGBTQ community, like where I live. And it's just such a great place to like find other people who you can relate to and talk to and make new friends. No, I, I definitely relate to that living in Utah. It's like really hard to find other queer couples. And we definitely have like uh, queer friends and my older brother is gay. And so we definitely have people around us that we've tried to surround ourselves with. But having a podcast and meeting new people and talking about those topics and their story, like just makes me feel so validated that it is really cool to me. Yeah. Like a podcast is, is a great way. Like we love listening to podcasts. Like when we did um, our road trip throughout the United States this summer, like we listened to every single thing on Spotify, basically. And we were like, we need something else. So we listened to like a bunch of podcasts and it was just like, so like informative. (laughs) Like we really listened to like true crime podcasts, but like still, like it's just such a different way to like, like listen to people's stories and like gain some new knowledge and learn new things. And it's just like, we love them. Yeah. And truthfully, we need to come to Utah. So maybe then we can meet. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're only there for a layover. Like, yes, one time. please so do. We, like, need to actually like leave the airport and then explore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, please come. I mean, I uh, don't know much I can show you because yeah. it's like a very outdoorsy place and I am not outdoorsy. But I will try. I'm like the worst Utahan ever. I'm like, yeah, I don't snowboard. I don't <laughs> hike. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Sounds good. we can go for a nice stroll. Listen, I mean, it's like always an option. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, exactly. Oh, of course. Thank, thank you, so you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. And really actually, we it. wanted to say that you asked really good questions because we do these podcast interviews a lot. And a lot of times people ask us all the same questions, oh, but your questions are very different. So we really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, by far the best questions because they were questions that actually made us think and be like, oh, what do we do in that situation? You know, I have to ask, where are you going oh, for your honeymoon? Good. That makes me so happy. Oh, wow. That's amazing. We, we we're have going a, to Scotland. We have a good friend who um, lives in Scotland. Have we, you guys we've been? never met her. We only know her through social media, but we'll send you her Instagram because her and her girlfriend are like building a van right now and they are like aiming to drive throughout Scotland and stuff, but she can give you so many like good tips. Yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. Oh my gosh. Please do because we literally, so we had a couple of ideas. We were thinking like um, Germany 
Iceland or Scotland, and I am very Scottish. Like, my dad is, <laughs> like, the most Scottish-looking man ever. And I was like, I just want to, like, I want to go. I want to see the castles. But we have, like, no knowledge of where we want to go. We just, we have just basically picked the place. And so. Yeah, we're going to, Gabby's sending you her profile right now. Yeah, <laughs> I have it already. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Yay. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to help us a lot. We're like, we need to do some research. We actually were thinking of doing like a fun prep for our honeymoon oh, so and cute. going to the library. We, we actually do things like that too when we are planning and... a new trip. Like we go to Barnes and Noble and we yeah. get like the, the like, I don't know, like Lonely Planet or whatever, like we travel of that place and yeah. like look through it. We always give it to each other as gifts before yes. trips. You know, we're like, oh, Valentine's Day. Here's a book for the next place we should go. Hold on. Really appreciate it for taking time out of your day. Yes, oh, of course. Definitely. Well, if you come to Utah, you let me know. <laughs> definitely we will. And we'll plan some fun things. Deal. See you too, bye. And that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and your continued support. Please follow my podcast Instagram at Babes Getting By and follow my guests on their social media platforms. They will be tagged in the description of the podcast and on my social media as well. I hope you feel important and loved today. And remember, we're all doing our best and just trying to get by. Catch you in the next one. <laughs>